Hi, I'm Suzanne Story, and this is Love in the Time of COVID-19. Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Love in the Time of COVID-19. We will talk about how relationships are changing during this time, but it's more about how we react to those changes. Please take a moment for yourself, breathe, and enjoy the podcast. Today on the pod, I have an exciting interview, and we will be talking about voting right after this. On today's podcast, we are going to be talking to quite possibly my biggest podcasting fan, my husband, Tommy. He voted yesterday, and in this day and age of COVID-19, and love in the time of COVID-19, well, let us just say that sometimes Tommy and I have our political differences. We're a little bit like Mary Madeline and James Carville, but that's okay. That's okay. That's what we're talking about today. We're talking about voting, but not exactly who we're voting for, but how we're voting. The relationship with voting. Good morning, Tommy. Good morning, Suzanne. How are you today? It's a fine day so far. It's early and nothing's gone wrong yet. (laughs) Just give it time. Yes. Okay, so yesterday you posted on Facebook that everyone should go out and vote because you took some time out of your day to early vote. And I would love for you to tell me a little bit about early voting in North Texas. Well, yesterday was a day that I had at the courthouse, which was a convenient place to, to uh, while I was there, to go ahead and vote. And... Uh, I had my son, Wyatt, with me, our son. Our son. (laughs) Yes, our son, Wyatt. And uh, I went in first to to check out the voting place. Now, what do you mean by that? Inside the courthouse, in the annex, down a long hallway, there was a roped-off two-lane passageway that led to the large community room there on the west end of that courthouse annex building where they had set up for the early voting. And it, it was uh, spaced appropriately. There were very few people. Okay, I'm going to interject here. This space that I know that you're talking about is about the size of a basketball court. Yes. So it's it's rather roomy and airy, but they, they sort of funneled you in there. Is that is that what happened? Yes, down the hallway. And with, uh, again, with some roping. And uh, so I went, I decided it was a good time to vote. And I could go out and retrieve Wyatt from across at the old courthouse where he was playing on the steps and the emergency fire escapes, emergency <laughs> fire escape slide. slide. Yeah, which is as dangerous as it comes. Anything else that that boy could think to do. <laughs> but he loves it. Right. So... Back in we went, and uh, down the long, narrow corridor, 
and only one fellow ahead of us. So we waited there at the entrance, and the nice lady... Was that what you were supposed to do, is wait at the yes. entrance? Yes. Now, did you wait in the hallway of the entrance, or did you wait in the basketball court area of the entrance? No, we just waited there at the at the doorway. Okay. At the end of the hallway. Because I'm thinking if there's a line, the hallway's the last place you're going to want to uh, wait. Well... But probably if there was 10 or 15 people ahead of you, you would might have waited in the bigger area. When, when the next fellow was over there voting, we went on in. Okay. And so there was... In that situation, there was plenty of distance and... Uh, right, what, with two people. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that was the other thing. They, there were few people. And I like that, and so especially with having Wyatt. So he, as it turned out, was the star of attention. And the first lady that was the, uh, I don't know what she was, the manager, the boss. Right. I well, I would say her. probably the election judge. Judge, yeah. yes. As opposed you. to just a poll worker. So uh, we, I didn't know her, and she didn't know us. So it was interesting how she attached to Wyatt and immediately started explaining in great detail all about the process, which he was patient and listened. And uh, then we went on to the next step where I hand over my photo ID, my driver's license, and the nice lady behind the secure plexiglass anti-coronavirus shield took my license and immediately cleaned it with a sterile swab of a cloth. And she took the information and handed it back to me. And we had nothing to sign there that day, at that, that, that moment. Because usually that's what you do. You, you sign in with your driver's license. Yes. And you actually pick up a pen of some sort that electronically helps you sign. There was no signing at that no point. No signing, no okay. contact. And then she took some tweezers that she had and fetched out of a tray some sterile cotton swabs. Was it an open tray or a closed tray? Well, it was open. Ooh, somebody might have been breathing on it. It's possible. Okay. <laughs> but I think they were probably treated with something that would repel all <laughs> form of bacterial and viral germs. Well, you know, I found out last week there's really only one thing that does that, and that's Lysol. Lysol is pretty much the only thing that kills it on contact. They, they had no Lysol that morning. You don't know that. They could have had it under the table. Possible. Lysol's a it's commodity, possible. by the way. It's being traded uh, up near the gold and silver market. I have not noticed that. <laughs> it has. Oh, my. Well, we should uh, go check the half-empty cans that we have out in the garage. We, we should. Mm-hmm. So, next step, we move on with our sterile cotton swab held out in front, not to touch anything else, and m- moved over to the next place with the nice lady carrying our paper ballot, which is their security uh, system there that uh, backs up the electronics system. And she made a careful instruction to everything we should do at the, at the box where we place our vote, which is all this electronic stuff. And we slipped the paper ballot in and uh, away she went so that we could be secluded and Wyatt, of course, was there, he said, to make sure I didn't vote for the wrong person. And speaking of the wrong person, I'm not going to disclose how you voted or how I'm going to vote or how anybody should vote. But I must point out that in North Texas right now, 
and the reason why we are voting in the heat of July is we have a runoff in the 13th Congressional District, and it's between two fellers, and I believe there's also a Democratic runoff as well. And if you voted in March, amid the very, 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 very beginnings of the coronavirus, if you voted in the Republican primary or the Democratic primary, you have the opportunity to come back in this runoff and vote for who should contend in the general for the 13th Congressional District. And that's, I just wanted to clear that up. I know that uh, we talked about the U.S. House of Representatives, Texas 13th Congressional District being on the ballot, but I believe there was somebody else on the ballot. Well, and it who was, was that? To, to a, a, a nice lady and a nice man who are contending for the Texas Appeals Court Justice District 2, Place 7. I love the fact that you said they were a nice lady and a nice man, because we don't really know that. Well, they could be horrible people. Could could be, but right now they, they only say bad things about themselves. Or about each other. About each other. About each other. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Yes. Well, right. Yeah. They're pretty much fans of themselves, but. Yes. Right. It was a rather easy, quick process of voting for only really two places. It was. Okay. And, and Wyatt uh, had uh, no objections about my selection. So uh, I, I passed in flying colors with our son who still thinks highly of me. and He also thinks highly of Hillary Clinton. Well, yes. And uh, we'll and address, not, so, not so much about we'll the address other that another day. <laughs> ha, 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 ha. Okay. Back to the voting That's my kids. booth. Now then, we take our duly marked ballot sheet. Okay, no, no. You, you back up just a second because... You still have the cotton swab in your hand. What are you doing with the cotton swab at this point? Oh, my goodness. I looked around for a trash can immediately there, and it no, wasn't No, one. back up even further. You've been given the cotton swab. What did you do with the cotton swab? Oh, oh, oh. Well, it, it, we touched the electronic screen with that cotton swab. And voted. That's and how you voted. And it made the machine spin, go spinning. Really? Did yes, you, it Were did. there three sevens or three cherries or anything like that? Uh, we didn't get it. We were out of luck there. No winners. There no was winners no winners day. yesterday. Nope. Okay, speaking of early voting and, and why we're actually sort of talking about this, everyone is so very concerned about voting and voting on election day. And I think mainly people are voting or concerned rather about voting in November, where in our little county, sometimes there is. 20 people waiting in line. But we have a kind of a sleepy little runoff election that's going on right now. And you can early vote until... Friday, I believe. Until Day after, Friday. That's tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. The night. And um, so otherwise, you would have to come in and vote on... Oh, the 14th, I believe. Right now, the choices in our early election is to go to our county center, which Tommy has talked about, in our annex and do our voting for early voting. On the 14th, all of the other voting centers open up in Monte County. And I'm sure there's going to be an equal amount of caution everywhere else. But right now we're talking about early voting and the acts of early voting, how maybe we shouldn't be so scared about voting today or tomorrow. Oh, I wouldn't uh, hesitate to, to... In fact, I, I enjoyed the 
early voting event, especially because I had Wyatt. And uh, he was the star attraction in there with all those nice ladies, uh, all but the one lady, the, the chairman, uh, chairmistress, uh, was everyone knew him and they were just gushing over him and so proud of him that he was out there learning the voting process. I think they know him because I, I take him to vote a lot. That too, that too. He's a, he's a fixture when we go vote. Right. And mm-hmm. I love the fact that he got a sticker, too, that said I voted. Oh, yes. There was one that year was that the one stingy uh, person <laughs> decided that uh, only the people that voted could have a sticker. Oh. And he was only about five and, and got a little upset about it. I right? remember he was quite deflated. Yes, yes. I, I guess there was a shortage on stickers that year. But well, you know, some years it's voting stickers and some years it's toilet paper. Right? That would most certainly bring out more of our constituents if you handed out a fresh roll of toilet paper to everyone who voted. Yes. Wouldn't that be like pay to play or some sort of incentive to vote or something like that? There really should be no incentive to vote. I I don't, well, whatever it takes. Oh, so you're a whatever it takes kind of guy? Yeah. Well, I think Lysol, a can of Lysol would get me to vote, you know, early voting. Yes, yes. That would do it. Well, okay, so I am a fan, and Tommy and I have talked about this before. I am a really, really big fan of two things, and they really are in juxtaposition with each other. I am a fan of mail-in ballots and alternative ways of balloting. I know up in uh, Washington, they've been uh, toying with email-type balloting which I think is very, very interesting and and what we'll probably eventually be going to. But my biggest pro-election talk is to just go vote, but vote on election day. Vote in person on election day. And Tommy and I talk about this a lot, and it's uh, it's basically in this day and age, in this people honking in the McDonald's drive through line because... It's taking one and a half minutes more than you thought it was going to to get your Big Mac. It is an ever-changing news cycle. It would be so easy for your candidate to get blown wide open in the span of a weekend between the end of early voting and Tuesday, July 14th. So we did have a little discussion about that last night. Again, Tommy posted on Facebook yesterday that it's a good day to vote, which I don't disagree with. However, we've usually, we've usually waited until actual election day, which I'm going to do. Well, that's, of course, your choice, and uh, that's fine. And I do enjoy going to vote on that day. But this year, that day is, is kind of oblique. Tuesday, July 14th? Well, it's not the usual day. It's some other day that's been selected that they thought would be free and clear and virus free and clear. But here we are with the numbers bumping up. And so uh, do we move it again? No, it's already set in stone. Right. But it's not the usual day. And there's nothing usual about any of this. And, and that's actually a July 
election, just like this one, is how Texans ended up with Ted Cruz. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and because it was probably like a 8% voter turnout. Right. You, and you have fewer candidates. Exactly. You've got one or two and not the group. And people think because voters feel like that this election might not be as important. You're only voting for right. one or two guys or girls. Well, I can tell you, I don't know much about the appeals court uh, judge candidacy, or I'm going to have to do some studying up on that. Uh, Tommy, my husband, was in front of the Texas Supreme Court, actually, this year in January down in Austin. And so you probably put more weight into appeals court judges and who we have on the Supreme Court now in your head. But what I'm saying right now is our 13th congressional district, who is the person who's going to take over for our beloved Mac Thornberry, is a very, very important election. Absolutely. It's... uh... We, we're probably going to be selecting a representative that might be with us, such as Mac was, for two or three decades, unless term limits kick in. But well, I don't know. They both said that they would uh, abide by, term, by, by their own personal term limits. They did say that, mm. but sometimes those guys have such short memories. And Do they? Yes. <laughs> but nevertheless, we're, we're, here we are going to vote on the lucky winner, if that's you, you might say the lucky, I don't know. I, don't, I think I wouldn't enjoy that job for anything. No, I'm pretty sure I don't want to go into politics. So uh, <laughs> about four and a half years ago, I painted this sign I that, see that, I'm that looking I kind of like, and I'm looking at it here. I was It was late last evening, about 8.30, it's when I was glossy. getting ready to leave the office, and I thought after the... Uh, great experience of voting, I should add something to the end of the day. So I got my sign and I propped it up there and, and I got my sticker that I voted in view and I took a photo. But my sign says just very plainly, just vote wisely. And I thought that had merit several years ago and I think it has today. And so I put on the Facebook with a post that said, I voted today. Please remember to exercise your right to vote, too. Get to know our candidates and vote decisively and wisely. And I think that's the best thing that anyone, any voter could do is to get to know the candidate. And And we have. We've had a really excellent opportunity to really get to know, almost personally, both of our Republican district candidates. Yes. I'm sorry, congressional district candidates. Well, through your interviews mm-hmm. with your Rotary Club, which uh, was probably facilitated mostly because of the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Event. And that was quite intimate and because we could just ask questions very direct and we didn't have to go through a proxy. And it, it was it was it was a rather intimate interview with both of our separately, both of our candidates, mm-hmm. and we got to know both of them really well. Yes. And as a matter of fact, not to disparage one candidate over the other, but I will say when our little town to the south of us had a tornado 
event uh, about a month ago. One of these candidates, I'm going to go ahead and say who it was, Josh Weingartner, he called me up personally and asked me if we were affected. And I thought, I thought, wow, he took time out of his day to, to give me a call. And that was really nice. Well, he's from the Panhandle, lived, mm-hmm. born and raised there. Did a little time in what in Washington. And uh, yes, yeah. and you know Mac Thornberry was from Amarillo, so uh, mm-hmm. but not a not a bad place to be from. But not to disparage the other candidate, who is also an equally friendly feller. Yes, I have to say. Yes, not what I expected when I when I um, interviewed him. Not well, and that's the that's the thing. You, if you take a moment and try to get past some of the junk that they say about each other, but just listen to them, mm-hmm. then it might become more apparent who they really are right? and not what someone else is telling you that they are. Right, which was, which was nice to do. I really yes. enjoyed that. Politicians should be rather accessible. That was one thing about Mac Thornberry. Yes, you would have to go through his assistant, but uh, you would give him a call in the morning, and I'm going to say eight times out of ten, he would give you a call back in the afternoon, which was that was really nice. I like that about old Mac. We're going to miss him. Yes, I, I felt a, a connection with him. that When he was running for his candidacy in its infancy, I, w- I was just moved to Amarillo, and I remember him as a very young, impressionable lawyer, <laughs> that uh, that did well for himself. He he was a good representative for us. He did. He did. And he'll keep doing well for himself in Washington. I hear he's going to stay up that way. Uh, well, of course. I think so. Yeah. Okay, so that brings me to almost the end of this podcast and interview because I know that you have uh, absolutely more fascinating things that you could be doing, but there's one dangling chad left out there. Yes. What could that be, Suzanne? <laughs> um, what did you do with your Q-tip little thingy oh, after you voted? When, when we took the uh, magic paper ballot over to the nice lady, uh, to, she there was a, a trash can right there at the machine where you fed the paper ballot, and which I let Wyatt run it through there, and the nice lady had affectionately called that machine Oscar. She thought it was like Oscar that uh, on Sesame Street where he would eat, gobble up everything, I think. We uh, put it in there where in case of uh, electronic where, failure. Where they Q-tips could, go to die. And where, to, and then the, <laughs> well, no, the, the, the paper was safely in the machine. The Q-tip died in the receptacle. Oscar. Where, uh, no. No. We're the, talking about two different things. The, the voting deal was Oscar. Oh, the voting machine where you feed the paper ballot yes, in is Oscar. Yes. I see. So the, so the trash can the trash receptacle can, for the actual Q-tip had re- no name? It remained nameless. And oh, I think maybe horrible. they should have a contest. And, <laughs> before, yes. before the general election. Call it Agent Q. That is fantastic. Yes. That's, a, that's good. We should, like uh, yeah. maybe more children would go and take their parents to vote. Oh, that's brilliant, because Wyatt did take you to vote. That's true. He, he probably did. Yeah, because, you know, I, I tell him, I, when I 
uh, when we wake up every morning, I say, okay, it's your time to watch Dad today, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Don't let him vote for someone bad. Okay. That's why he's been hanging around so much. <laughs> yeah. I thought he just liked me. No, that's it. There's a role to play in this family. Mm-mm-mm. Okay. Well, thank you, Tommy. Well... Any 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 ending comments about voting in Texas? Suzanne, it's been my distinct pleasure that you thought it worthy to interview me. And, of course, you and I are, are, have our own convictions about voting. I think other people just sometimes don't. And I... I I don't always understand that, but I do get it that it takes a little effort. And possibly the early voting, which we used to call absentee voting, might be a solution for people. But just as I said yesterday, it was a good day to vote. And I was there, and it it was the moment. Right. So Don't let that moment pass. You really shouldn't be too frightened about early voting or probably general voting. No. It's it's rather rather well contained. Yes. Okay. Well that's that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today and I'm so glad that you enlightened us about your voting experience. Well thank you. I'm glad to be able to share it. Thank you so much. All right. Bye. Goodbye, Suzanne. Say goodnight, Gracie. Good night, Gracie. Tommy really told me that this interview was painless and easy and quite a bit of fun. I would love to have more interviews to try to capture what others are going through during this trying time of COVID-19. So if you're interested on being on the pod or talking to me about what you want to talk about, leave me a message on the listener line or even reach out to me on Facebook or calling me up. We can do this in person or we can do it the coronavirus way and record it remotely. It works really great, I promise, and it is painless. Next week on the pod, we'll be hearing from Wyatt and possibly a guest of Wyatt's about how they feel about the coronavirus and topics such as returning to school. It ought to be an entertaining and informative podcast because I believe the kids' voices are being left out of this current conversation. So until next time, give me six and wear your masks. Anchor.fm and Apple Podcasts bring you great podcasts just like this one. Please like and review my podcast on Apple Podcasts because that's what helps my little podcast be found easier. I'm Suzanne Story, and this has been Love in the Time of COVID-19, brought to you by the studios of North Fork of Red River, a Texas-based studio.